Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Good morning. Psalm 57, 8 says, Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Yahweh, among the nations. I will sing among your peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above over all the earth. So we say today, we awaken our soul, Yahweh, to your goodness, to your praise. We will remember, we will remind ourselves, we have much, much to be thankful for. And let our hearts sing. Let our soul arise this morning. Let it arise and shine with the glory of your presence in this place, in this earth. Let all who see, all who hear, know the sound of the suns in this earth. Let there be a marked demonstration of the sons of Yahweh in this earth. Awake my soul today. And I believe that there is a, there is a calling to remembrance of, of what you have walked in and what we have walked in to be here in this moment. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Yeshua stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. Man, I, just, I just want to make sure that we respond rightly and don't get so conditioned to this thing just being like it is what it is. You know, when we come in here and we come in, in before his presence... And we think about all that he has done. There might be those talking around you. There might be someone trying to talk to you. But my gosh, like there might be things swirling around your mind. There might be things inside of you saying, hey, don't quiet down. Don't be so rambunctious. Don't, don't, don't be so weird. Keep your voice down a little bit. Yeshua, have mercy on me. I need you today. I need you every day. I need you in this moment. I will not be silent. I need you more today than I did yesterday. And I'm not willing to sit here and act like this does not matter, that this is just another day. Have mercy on me this morning. I need you more. I need you more. I worship you. I thank you. Thank you for all you've done for me. We have more than 10,000 reasons to bless his name this morning. We have more than 10,000 reasons to raise our voice in thankfulness and, to, and to, to hug the neck beside you and say, man, I'm thankful that you are here today. I'm thankful you made it to this moment. I'm thankful that I made it to this moment. Be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. Man, this morning I hear that to us. Be of good cheer. Lift up your heads. Be of good cheer because he is calling you. Today is that day. Every day is that day. But specifically today in this moment, he is calling us. 
He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Throwing aside his garment. You know what that says to me? Throwing aside what identified him before. Blind Bartimaeus. My name is not blind. My name is Bartimaeus. I have issues. I have things that I've walked in, but they don't identify me today. My father named me. My name is Mark. Eva. So throwing aside his garment, throwing aside his false identity, he rose and came to Yeshua. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Rabbani, teacher, that I may receive my sight. And many times we can't receive what we've been asking for because we're not willing to first throw off the garment that we were wearing. So first he throws off the garment. Then he gets the opportunity to walk into the healing. Teacher, Rabbani, that I might receive my sight. Then Yeshua said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your amuna we've talked about. Firm action is what that word means. Your ability to approach me in a moment like this made you well. He didn't say the fact that I laid hands on you made you well. Your ability to forget all that's around you, all that's been on you, and seek him this morning. And immediately he received his sight and followed Yeshua on the road. Thank you. You can take that. I had no intention on reading that story this morning. But I just... Man, I, I... Gosh, I feel this this morning. Man, I, I, there is that call when we come together that he doesn't, that we don't just see this. And I, I might say this every single Sunday, and that's okay. Because I need to hear it from myself every single Sunday. From him, I need a reminder. You know, I come here for you, and I, I, and I, I believe in this family. And I, that, that is a huge part of why I'm here. But man, as soon as, as soon as I get to this seat, I, I, I'll be here for you at the end. And maybe even because I'm here for him, I'm here for you too. But, but I'm here for the one thing. And I'm going to seek after him in a moment like this. I'm gonna, when I have someone up here, these two up here that are, that are exposing their hearts before us, it took her about 15 to 20 minutes to even sing a song. And that was following the 15 to 20 minutes that I asked that they don't sing words before. 
And it's not because she didn't have something prepared. It's just because the response in her said, those words are good, but the words that he put in me, the thankfulness he put in me is better. And sometimes I just need to sing my own song. And sometimes I just need to raise my voice in praise and thankfulness and thanksgiving of what brought me to this moment right now. 10,000 reasons. Bless Yahweh, oh my soul. It's not just a song. It's not just words on a page. It's a reminder to you to bless Yahweh way. What did you walk out of to get you here? What garment are you taking off this morning to let yourself walk into a new day? So I just challenge this house this morning. I challenge this family. I challenge myself <clears throat> to respond rightly in a moment like this. And no matter what it is within me telling me to be quiet or to, to act appropriately, Damon Thompson, Apostle Damon talks about balance. You know, everybody's talking about balance. What, how to, you know, how to be balanced. Make sure your life is balanced. And the, and the Christian lifestyle is all about this balance. And, and, and he says, if you're balancing something, that obviously means that you've got something that's, that's equal to what, whatever the spirit is, whatever the kingdom is, something that you care equally about, that you have enough weight on this side to balance yourself with the kingdom. I'm thinking in my life, I have nothing in my life that holds enough weight to balance anything out with the supernatural, with the king, with the kingdom. And I just believe that, men, we our, our scales need to completely tip in the other direction, that we sell out to this thing, that we completely believe, not one foot in, one foot out. Man, I'll come to church today. Maybe I'm a, I'm a Christian today, and maybe I'm just, I'm just someone the next day. Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm all in with Yeshua today, and maybe tomorrow I'll just go 30%, that 100%, that this thing is constantly ever-increasing relationship, ever-increasing kingdom, ever increasing from glory to glory and every day from the moment I wake up it's a new day dawning till the sun goes down man I worship and praise your name and I might be working on a computer or working on a building or doing whatever but no matter what the whole purpose of that is him is Yahweh almighty God and I am thankful today for what got me here I'm thankful today that I don't carry the same things today that I carried yesterday and so when I sing this song, or I sing any song, Mary had a little lamb, that's fine if they sing that, because it's not about the words you say, it's about the presence you carry. And I can tell you this morning, there is an incredible, amazing presence that we've walked into. And he is calling and beckoning us as a family to him. So I just want to shift our thinking. If we kind of thought we were going to ease into this thing, well, we're on song one. Maybe by song three, I'll start to feel a little bit, and then we'll sit down and have a good word, and, we'll, and then we'll go and eat some lunch. No, that's not how this thing here works and will ever work. It hasn't really ever worked that way here, and it will continue not to work that way here. When we step into this building, when we step outside, okay, I don't care if it is a building or if it's just us gathering together, but when we come together, man, this is about the one thing. One thing hath I desired of the Lord, that will I seek today, today. Behold, I do a new thing today. It springs forth in a moment. Shall you not know it? He will make a way in the, in the wilderness, a road through the wilderness, a path in the wilderness, 
Man, these aren't just words. These are golly, come on. Like we can, we can look at the Bible and we can look at, you know, things that have been spoken over us and we can look at it as a word or we can look at it as a promise. How much does he say? How many words does he say will return to him void? None. None. So I choose to believe today that that what he promised me, man, it's coming alive again today. And the words on those page aren't just words, but they're promises. And he will make a way in your desert. And he will and he will make a river, or he'll make a river in the desert. He'll make a way in your wilderness. Anything and everything. Amen. Amen. Let's just keep going. Let's just worship in this song and and we'll whatever happens, just just keep flowing. Find me dreaming. This week I had an interesting expression of what Yahweh is doing in the earth today. I um, I have a friend who has um, well, it's not actually his, but he has goes to a wine bar in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and they have open mic night two nights a week. And uh, he does the Facebook Live thing, and usually it'll come up on my phone. I listen to some of it. Some of it's all kind of genre music. A lot of people love to sing and do their thing, you know. And all of a sudden, it came up, and I hear this expression on a piano of a voice. And she's singing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. She started singing that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And I'll tell you, she sang through. You have to understand, in this wine bar, she completely shut these people down. There wasn't a like it. It was like nobody said nothing. They're, they've been dancing. You know, it's cool. I love all kind of genre. But that presence, she came in there and said, oh, my God. So I waited to hear her, and they said, well, you have to sing another one. And she says, well, I only had no two. So she sang the other one. It was another amazing song. And then they said, well, you have to buy drinks for everybody if you don't sing at least one more. <laughs> and she said, I don't know one more, but I'll just sing from my heart. And I'll tell you, that presence that came on her, came on me, I, I mean, through all those miles away, she shut that place down with the presence of Yahweh. And then she gave her testimony of how she had been delivered from a t- trafficking situation. And that's all she knew in here. And I'm telling you, it doesn't take much to move people. They are looking for a presence. They don't really care what you sound like or what you do or who you are or really how you look. They want to sense that presence about you. Do you make a difference? And it challenged me all week. May I make a presence? I may not sing a song in a place, but when somebody says, even my mother who, you know, I said, Mother, I'm sorry when you said to me you you didn't feel good, but I just said, okay, well, I hope you get better. People, 
I said, you know what, Mother, I'm going to, it's my mother. And sometimes we're intimidated by those we know the most, our family. And I said, Mother, I just, I'm laying hands on you. I release the healing of the power of Yeshua in your body. And I, and you know, it's not a lot of being grandstand, no big organ in the background, just being a presence. It moved me. And Yahweh is going to make sure if you've got a heart after him, he's going to find you. He has sent his goodness is running after me. And that's it. only if you have a heart after him. I mean, he, he chases those who don't love him, but he really comes in for those that have a heart to seek him today. And we love you, Mark, for, for presenting that, that platform today because the truth of the matter is, is I can't make you desire anything. But if you want a desire from Yahweh and you just don't feel it, I want you to ask Yahweh to give you that this week, give you that today, give you that presence, that ability to reach into the heavens and believe that Yahweh is faithful. You know it, but do we really express it? And I'm telling you, it, it, it moved me that one five minute with her. And then she went off to just singing her song. This girl didn't know nothing. She just playing very simple chords, and she moved a whole people. And I'm telling you, what we have, if you have something, you will move people. You, it, it, you don't have to wonder if you do. It will be obvious that you do. And I want to be that person, don't you? I want to cry out to Yahweh for more. In the middle of the most beautiful place that I found myself in is during this transition. I receive it. I had new eyes to see. Love you guys. I just wanted to tell you that if you have a heart after him, maybe in your car. I mean, I got a, actually, I got a, a Casey Musgraves CD, and that one song on there, Rainbow, has blown me away all week. And I just turn it on when I want to go there. You like those songs that take you there? I do. And Yahweh moves us in and out. It's a stream that flows. And today, we just agree with Regina. We flow with her today. If you have a heart after him, to know him. And to know him is to be to recognize the presence. And I'm telling that's what it's all about. And one moment with him will change your world for a week. You don't have to do a lot of do's and don'ts. You can be faithful in your tithes and offers and all that stuff. But in the in the... In, the, in here, do you cry out for him? I believe you do, because I believe you made an effort. It, sometimes it is an effort to come. But when you're here, <laughs> just take a minute and receive. I just impart to you what I felt this week, that you will be overwhelmed with his presence in your life. It may be in the washroom, it may be in the kitchen, or it may be in your car with a song, well, the, a country song that will, bend, that will go to the deep root of who you are. Yahweh knows how to touch you where you are. If you have a heart after him, he will do it. I love y'all. Find me grateful. Find me thankful. Find me on my knees. I just see an image. An image this morning where there was a time in your life that he would find you dreaming. 
that he would find you singing. Lost in him. Lost in his grace. That you were overwhelmed by the presence. That it's what you lived in. You were so grateful. Find me dreaming. When's the last time you dreamed? Like when you were a child. And sang like just a song in your heart. And I just see this morning, I just, this is spoken to me about, about me, yes, but about others in this house. There is such a call this morning. And I don't know who, and I don't know if it's multiples, I don't know if it's this whole family, but I feel... Yeshua crying out for someone to dream again, to sing again, for this to be real to you again, not to go through the motions of the day, but this thing be life that you live and that you live loudly and boldly and you make that declaration again today that this is who I am. That this is where my roots lie. That I dream big and I sing loudly because I'm grateful and thankful. And I know who I am and he wants to reveal that to you again. Take that garment and throw it as far away from you as you can. And step into the garments you were born to wear. Like I just see that you've taken it off to put something else on. And walked away. And he, when you didn't know it, picked those garments back up. And, and he's holding on to them. And he says, you might have thought that this was done. That these were gone. But I, I've cleaned them for you. I've been watching over these garments for you. These were the ones you were born to wear. Take off what you, what you have right now. It's not worth it. Been saving these for you for a long time, and now it's the time to come back home, to come back to the Father, to come back to the day that you dreamed and sang. And you might be thinking, I've been here all along. He can still be talking to you about this. He's talking to me today. I've got something to share, and I'm honestly hesitant to even do it because the whole reason I do what I do is so that we can get here. Eva said something this week, and um, she doesn't even know that I'm speaking on her word, really, that that she gave. And so I think it's significant that the wind's blowing so hard that I really need her up here to help me. But she brought a verse to me the beginning of this week, and it's, and it's really challenged me. And so this morning, what I feel like I'm to do is to challenge you in this. And so, 
It's not my intention this morning to preach to you and give you the answer as much as it is to present it to you how she presented it to me and let it just sit. I'm going to get to the verse that she actually read, but I want to start back. It says, this is in Mark chapter 11, verse 12. It says, now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. This is Yeshua. Yeshua was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who brought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables and money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? And I think it's, the reason I wanted to come back to this is because I think it really uh, kind of shapes or lays framework for where I'm going this morning with this and what has challenged me. Because what he did, this story right before he goes in and starts overthrowing tables and challenging people about this being a house of prayer, um, he has this weird story about a fig tree that he basically curses. But I believe it's all a setup to what he's taught, why, why, what happens next. I'm just going to keep reading so I don't mess myself up here. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When, uh, when evening had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, uh, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So all he saw in this moment, get yourself there, walking with Yeshua. There's a fig tree, he's hungry. And he curses this thing because it doesn't produce fruit, even though it wasn't even in its season. He curses this, this fig tree, says it will never produce again. And then Peter, like most of us, would be like, even when we've seen all these things, all these miracles, all these signs and wonders, are like, Yeshua, can you believe this? Like, this actually went down. Like, this happened. And Yeshua's response here, we're getting close to the scripture that, I, that Eva said to me. And so Yeshua answered and said to him, have faith in God. Uh, I, I was talking about the fig tree that you just cursed and it withered away. And, and his response is, have faith in God. Because what he's doing is he's setting him up to say, this authority is something that I walk in, not because of me, but because of him. So he starts to lay out what he's walking in. So he says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, and this is wherever this is whatever brought to me. She was just it was almost in passing, I don't even remember what context you were saying it in. 
but she just brought this verse to me and just said, basically, I, I want to live this way. I want to live. And the, the beautiful thing about Eva is, is she's very literal. <laughs> like she doesn't, she doesn't go off of this like words on a page kind of thing. Or a, or a word you speak to her, or a promise you make to her, like, that's a promise. This means what it says it, it means. So it says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Therefore I say to you, whatever, say whatever, things you ask when you pray, say pray. I promised myself I would never do that to people. Like, perform for me. Say pray. But I want to reiterate these things to you. I want you to hear me this morning and in this challenge become life and real to you. Because, because when she said this to me, I went and, and I'm, I'm segueing a little bit off of Donna this morning. Because there is, there's, you know, sometimes we forget that there is a generation that we're all a part of. And there are some people that haven't been conditioned to think other than, man, this is exactly who I am, and I have all power in my voice, and I carry that presence. I don't question it. But so when they get an opportunity to, to, to speak or deliver or, you know, that's what's coming out of them. They're founded in faith. They're rooted to the faith. Not history, not past, but rooted in faith. And, and it says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. And prayer to us always seems to be just asking, right? But in Hebrew culture, prayer doesn't necessarily mean that's part of it. But prayer is not meant to be circumstantial. It's meant to be relational. And so what Yeshua does when he curses this fig tree, it's not, he doesn't, it doesn't say that then Yeshua in response said to it, hang on, let me pray for a second, and then let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and it happened. Yeshua walked, this is, this is when I talked about Yeshua walking by the lake, escaping for a moment, finding his quiet place, walking in the grain fields away from all the disciples, away from all the miracles, away from everybody chasing him. He just desired to get away and have relationship with the Father. Like, all oh, that's great. That's, that's wonderful. But he built his holy faith up. He lived in faith and knowing who he is. And as Eva reads this, this to me, she doesn't know, but I'm, I had just walked away from a, from a situation where somebody here, not here, but has been kind of working here on and off, had come to me and said, man, you know, I'm dealing with this, this thing. I'm dealing with something in, in a relationship, and then I also have this, like, health issue that just popped up out of nowhere. And like Donna, my response, and this, and this got me the whole time, my response was this. Man, I hate that. And it's funny, it, it, it's, it's funny it, when you think about it that that's my response. Man, I live and I walk in this and I, and, 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 and I, I, I walk in, 
you know, I, am, I, I'll, I can say about myself that I, I do walk in prayer. I do walk in relationship. Like, I do live my life based on this. I know that I have relationship with Yahweh. And, but yet my response to him is I hate that. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And sometimes I believe the faith that we walk in today, no matter what, I mean, think about what got us here today. Like I keep saying this, but really think about, go back. Like I can think of a, of a moment, I, I, I was right across the street here in high school, driving way too fast, trying to make it to soccer practice. And a semi was on my right side and I couldn't see past the semi, but I start just speeding up past it in the left lane and this semi-truck all of a sudden breaks abruptly. And before I know what happened, there's a car right in front of me that freaked out and stops. I had about that much time to hit the brakes. And in a moment like that, I don't talk about this a lot. I don't, even whenever I share this story, because it brings me there and it really kind of gets me. But in that moment, I knew I was going to die. It wasn't, and the reason I know, it wasn't a fear response. It was a knowing, my body just knew, like, I can't handle that. And I had the moment that many talk about, and many probably have experienced, where my, my life literally flashed before my eyes like a movie. Everything slowed down, and I replayed moments. I, it was as if it was a lifetime in a moment. And I knew that this was the end. Man, I hit that thing so hard and went completely unconscious to wake up to my teammate who had been trying to make it to practice too and saw everything happen. And I hear, Mark, Mark. And I start to come to and there's smoke all around me. And he's prying the door open because he thinks the car is going to explode. My knee is inside of my dash. And I wake up like not even, a, like what happened? Like, no, I'm not supposed to be right here right now. And then the fear set in and it's like, well, what is wrong with me? He yanks my knee out of the dash, pushing on it, pulling and, and, and I'm And I'm yanked out of the car, dragged onto the cement. And the next thing I know, I put one foot down. And I put one hand down and I look and I stand up and I walk to the side of the road to realize that literally nothing happened to me. Untouched. Yet I walk to a guy who says I'm having a family issue and I have a little bit of a, of a, of a situation going on with my health. And my response is I hate that for you. Man, I, I want to I challenge us again to, to, to believe that we are more... That, Paul talks about in Corinthians about the kingdom is not just words. You know this. The kingdom is not about words. It's about what? Power. And I don't talk a lot about the power and the signs and the wonders and miracles because I am for sure set on that this thing is the one thing. That we come together and all of that is secondary from the source. But I, as a, in my I guess, pastoral type role or, or whatever. Like, I, I feel like I would be doing an injustice 
to you to not remind us constantly of what you walk in because of that. That your response should never be, I hate that for you. Your response is, well, guess what? It's a good day today because I know a healer. I know one that has changed my life. And that, and that it, it might be a walk, like, but if you believe it in your heart and you, re, and, and you believe the words that I speak, I have the power today for you to heal. Now, some people were healed immediately, like blind Bartimaeus. Immediately he received the healing, and some walked along the path. And you need to be careful if that healing was for you, that you didn't dis- get discouraged on your path. Many times in the scripture it says, and they were healed walking along the way. But everyone who came in contact with Yeshua was healed. Everyone was changed. Was there death in Yeshua's day? Yes. Was there sickness in Yeshua's day? Yes. But he believed in a power that surpassed even his natural being. He knew who he was. He believed who he was. And he believed scriptures like, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. He didn't just say that to his disciples because, man, that sounds good. And one day, you know, thousands of years, there will be this skinny kid up here that preaches it to people and it sounds good. Not quite as skinny as I used to be. He said it because there's power in it. Luke talks about you being clothed in power. And I'm getting to what this power is, but this kind of shadows it for me. Behold, I send you. This is in Luke. And it says, Behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you. This is when he's going, but tarry a little while. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. He's referring to, as you know, Holy Spirit. I love the the translation. I don't know what it is. I think it might be NIV or something that says, and he clothes you in power. Because I'm all about that garment this morning. I'm all about the garment that he has for us. I'm all about what, what we had that we take off, that he's putting something else on us. And I believe that there's power from Holy Spirit. Like not words, but power from Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage me today. I want to encourage you, Eva, because I know you want to live this way, that that thing is within us, that 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 is something we have. But you got to be careful not to let it just become whatever. I hate that for you. Don't let it pass you. Because there's going to be girls like that girl Donna's talking about that gets up there and says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. In, bunch of, in front of a bunch of people that are not there for that. And they might boo me off the stage and they might tell me to be quiet. But this is who we are. And this is who I am. And I believe that we should walk in a boldness and authority of who we are. A boldness and authority of who we are. I think it says here, before this scripture, it says, For assuredly I say to you, be, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. How many scriptures and how many times have I talked about, let your heart not be troubled? Yeshua says, though my soul is in turmoil, 
though my mind and everything around me and things aren't going the way, man, let my heart not be troubled. Or maybe that was David. I don't know. But anyways, within that, let my heart not be troubled. And so it says, for those who do not doubt in his heart, and, and I, I want to, I want, this is the challenge I want is, is have we walked in so many things that didn't work out? Prayers that we prayed that didn't happen yet. There's always a yet, by the way. The things that we declared that have not happened yet. Is our faith or our heart conditioned by those failures, seemingly failures? Or are we able to just wash it clean and say, no, I, I have faith and I know who I am because I know who he is. Because I have focused on the one thing. I know the authority that I walk in. And, I, and so when I approach a situation like that, when someone comes to me for healing, I'm giving it, giving it all to him by saying, man, let me just put my hand on your chest and declare over you healing that he's going to come to you in a moment like this and he is going to change your life because all who came to him he were healed. All. I'm going to speed up real quick. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me that works that the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Man, we read this a million times. And then he gets even more bold in this declaration. He says, and whatever you ask in my name that I, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So let's pick these words out again. Whatever, anything, whatever, anything, whatever, anything, whatever, anything. How am I, let that challenge you this morning because it hasn't been. I don't know that any of us walked in the whatever and anything mindset. He shifts and he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Or if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And he's not talking about the Ten Commandments, though there's some of that. But he's talking about what comes in Holy Spirit. He's talking about, are you living your life guided by the voice? Because Yeshua himself says he has no authority apart from the Father. I do nothing that I don't first see my Father do. That's where his authority comes from. Ever read me a, a, from... Chip Gaines book, Capital Gains, about him talking about manna from heaven. And he talked about how manna was amazing. It brought life, but it had a shelf life. And so oftentimes people are storing their, they're, they're just putting everything in their storehouse because, oh, today was good. Let's, let's take all this, put it in here. And then they go to pull it out to make something work and realize it's all rotten and gone. And every day, he has a new mercy and grace that we are to walk in. And every moment, every, every song, every hour I need thee. Every hour I need thee. 
See, I, I truly believe, and I'm not, I, again, I'm challenging. I hope this is challenging you. It's not, a, it's not to judge you. It's not to judge me. It's to challenge us, to realize again, to believe again, to wake up and dream again. That all things are possible. That we walk boldly on this earth while we have breath in our lungs. We walk in the glory and we walk in the authority that we were born to walk in. That it's not just whatever. And it's not just anything. But all things. Every little thing in your life. You have the authority to speak over. And I'm going to close with with this. Mark 6. Then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his, his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there. What? Have you read that before? Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the healer, the anointed one, the son of God. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. I love that Yeshua was so good at this that it was like, but he healed a few people still. Like. But he couldn't, he did not walk in full anointing and power in his own country, in his own city. And I, I, I think that what, what the reason I'm speaking this and, and what, this, what this challenge is to us today is let's be, let's be sure that we're not his own city. You know what I mean? Like, Sometimes I feel like we walk in a degree of power, but because we're so familiar, because it's, it's, we've seen so much, and we've been here so long, that it's familiar. And even the Christ, and even Yeshua within us, is limited to just a few healings. And I want to shake us this morning and wake us up again. Shake us this morning and wake up, wake us up again to, to believe again, to dream again, to know again, to walk in upright authority and knowing who he is and who he is in you. Familiarity can cause disbelief. I'm familiar with it. It hasn't worked for me before. What's next? Now, I'll go through the motions. You know what? If I, if I feel the presence or I kind of get up for it, then maybe I'll lay my hands and go through, maybe strike hands, with some, strike hands with somebody. Evan and I always laugh about in church. 
you change terminology. What might be a high five in church, it's strike hands. But I might, I might do that. I might do that if I'm feeling it today. I might do it if, if the environment's right and we're at church and, you know, and, and someone else at least lays hands on them and I'll come behind them and be a part. But those that are walking boldly and believe in their heart and have faith in Yahweh are the ones that are changing this world. There is a generation rising up that we are meant to be a part of, but familiarity can quill that very quickly. Behold, I do a new thing. So if you've become familiar, it's a good day to wash that clean and believe the scripture that says, Behold, I do a new thing. Shall it not spring forth now? Now shall it spring forth. And you are a part of it. And I will make a way in the wilderness. And I will make a river in the desert. Man, everything, anything, whatever. Walk in that this morning. Y'all stand with me. Yeah, just stay here, though. I remember little Frank. One time. When he was a, when he was a really little. He was probably... Mm, you know, he wasn't Leo. He's a little older than Leo. He could talk. And he was, uh, he was having this, he had this really, really, really bad rash. And it was hurting him really bad. And he couldn't sleep. And he was constantly crying. And those that have kids or have had kids, you know that sound of them crying and you not being able to do anything about it. You've tried everything. You did whatever. And nothing's working. And I, in my frustration and anger, I remember that night, I scared Eva because I was so upset. There's so many things not working out for me in that particular time and in that moment. And Frank is over here screaming, and that's my boy, and I, I don't like seeing him cry. And I turn around like a little child and punch this chair and just walk out of the room. Again, that's my response. I'm so frustrated. I'm so irritated. I can't stand this. Why? And I walk out of the room. Well, I calm myself down. And it's time for me to put Frank to sleep that night. And I know it's going to be a long night of me rocking him in a rocking chair because he's hurting and he's crying and he's screaming. And he just says, we're, we're, he's like, Daddy, it hurts. Daddy, and I, I know, baby, I know. And I, I'm trying to, to sound peaceful to him, but all the while I'm looking up going, Yahweh, why? Like, why? I know, like, even in this little thing, please stop, stop this. Please. Like, what is going on? And all of a sudden, Frank stops and he goes, Daddy, can we pray for it? Out of the mouth of babes. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I was too upset. I said, Frank, I've taught you how to pray, son. You pray for it. And he said, Yahweh, thank you for Frank. How he starts every prayer. Thank you for whatever. What was it that he thanked for the other day that you were saying is funny? Traffic. I was like, pray that this traffic goes away. Yahweh. I thank you for this traffic. Please make it go away. 
the heart of thankfulness. But he, but so he, so he says, Daddy, can I pray for it? And I say, you pray for it. And he says, thank you for Frank. I pray that the pain goes away. And when he's speaking that, I'm thinking, man, that's cute. I'm body slamming myself this morning, but I hope when I expose myself and, and give you my heart, I hope that it's not, it just, it shows you like we all are walking in this and I never want to make this, this idea that I'm like, well, I've been enlightened. Like this is a journey that as a family we're walking through. And so I, so I'm, I don't expose my heart so that you get your carving knives out, but I hope that it, it joins us together in faith and trust and love. But I'm, but I'm in disbelief in the moment like that. Because I've watched him in pain. I've done what I've done. Like, nothing's working. The best creams, the things that you're supposed to use, all the tricks and, you know, of course, all of the oils possible. Because there's an oil for everything these days. And nothing's working. And, and little Frank thanks Yahweh for his life. And then he says, please let the, go, the pain go away. You know what the words that followed up that, that statement right there? After Yeshua's name, amen, praise Yahweh. Daddy, daddy, I don't feel it anymore. The pain went away. Yahweh healed me. And tears streamed down my face as that boy fell asleep peacefully that night and slept through the whole night. Because as a child, you're not conditioned to think, man, it didn't work out this time. My daddy told me that if I pray for it in a moment like this, it'll be healed. And that is possible. And he will meet me in my whatever. And he will meet me in my anything. And so right now I have a whatever and I have an anything and I'm ready to pray in relationship to him and give it all to Him, and believe with my whole heart that there is fresh manna today, that there is a new word today, that there is a new day today. And, and Pastor Ben, who's not here this morning because he's in Arkansas getting a puppy and seeing some friends, and we love him and we bless him and can't wait to see him again. But he brought to my attention as we're working on the ark building back there, he said, isn't it funny that this was a nursery? That we're going from, we went from all of our maturity, grand, beautiful building to a pole barn in the elements to a nursery, to a childlike and to me, there's just such a stripping down in a moment like this. And I really don't want to just get into that building, even though I do. And Jerry, don't use this against me. But I'm not just trying to rush to get into that building because in this moment, in this moment right here, in this moment now, this is, this is vital. This is important that we're being torn down. This is important that we're having to sometimes make ourselves get up and come here. And we're having to watch the weather. And there's, there's a, there's a, a desire that's being birthed. There's a belief that's coming up. There's a fire that's rising. And I believe when we go in there, we're going back to a childlike state where anything and everything is all possible in him. 
As a family together, we walk in that anointing. We walk in that power. And Yahweh, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for we thank you for each and every person a part of this family that might not be here this morning and those that are here this morning. We thank you for all you've done in us and all that you're doing. We thank you for the new. We thank you for that which got us here. And we we bless you, Yahweh. We honor you, and we believe in you. We believe in God, and we believe in the power that we possess through his son, Yeshua, through him sending Holy Spirit to us. Yeshua says after that, whatever and anything, that I'll send, I will pray to the Father that he will send you the helper. Or in other words, I will pray to the Father on your behalf through our relationship that he will send you your whatever and he will send you your anything because that which I walked in greater works will you do because he is within us. He is in the Father and through Holy Spirit we possess that power. Not just words, but power. The kingdom isn't about good words. The kingdom is about power. And Yahweh, we believe this today. We receive this today. Your words and your promises will not come back to you void. We believe again. We dream again. We wake up and we put on the garments that we were always born to wear. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org. 